0: What's up everybody? My name's Chad Brock and I'm Zach Baylor. and you guys are listening to the Orion Podcast. What is up, everybody? We back. We back. Welcome back. To Orion podcast episode number eight. We've got a special guest tonight. But first, first, podcast powered by Jackson Kayak, home of the brand new RFD. Check that boat out and more at jacksonkayak.com. Oh, Zach, how was your, uh, how was your week, man? How was your week? We didn't really talk to a lot in the in the past week. Not a lot. It's been a busy one.
1: Uh, some new camera gear coming in, which is always fun. Getting to play with that stuff and trying to get the new bows tuned and ready to start sighting in and get those dialed. Maybe hit some three Ds this summer.
0: But. There you go. No, man, you should uh, you should have been with me this weekend. I felt like you were there in spirit. <laughs> we took off down the river and. Uh, the sky was bluebird, man. It was, man, it was picture perfect, nice day, and yeah, man, we got, we got deep back in the creek, further than we've, any of us have ever been. Uh, The logs had all washed out, the log jams had all washed out, and we probably pushed back in there, I'd say close to four miles, and the canopy was (laughs) thick. Something we've always wanted to do. Something we've always wanted to do, search for those big, deep, small mouth holes way back there. But uh, the campy was a little thick. And uh, my wife called and she's like, hey, um, there's hail falling out of the sky at our house. I'm like, mm, it's fine here. Just two <laughs> miles down the road. It's, it's great. Yeah, it wasn't great. So we, uh, we ended up stuck in the creek for about two hours getting beat on. Uh, to the point where, you know, it was power poles down and had them out of the boats, had the fishing rods all down. Uh, we finally crawled our way to a bridge and man, you could like hear the electricity and the flex drive. I mean, as we were pedaling, it was kind of like having a fishing reel in the water where you hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: That wasn't as fun when it was at your feet and <laughs> chilly, man. It was uh, it was a nerve wracking experience.
1: But we've 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 been in a few downpours in
0: kayaks, but I, I don't think we've ever been in hail, hail <laughs> or a flying. severe electrical storm where yeah. you have you're down in the middle of all the fields with literally no way out and four miles from your truck.
1: In fact, I think the last time we were in hail that bad, we were standing on your front porch watching baseball-sized hail bounce off my truck,
0: and lightning struck my gutter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should be a sign. Should be. Should be a sign, man. We. I think
1: that time we were in the boat in
0: the basement shooting our bows, and your wife was like, uh, "You guys gonna come upstairs and watch this?" Yeah. <laughs> typical. Typical day in my life. <laughs> so, tonight's guest. Tonight's guest. He is. Um, let's see how to word this. He is a legend in the Ottawa Valley of Canada. He's he's a paddler by nature, to say the least. Um, he's, he's a well-traveled musician. Well-traveled musician. He's got some good tunes, too. He's got Viking music. There's all kinds of songs that he's got. He's probably singing right now, wishing we'd shut up. <laughs> um, he's a marketing guru. He is, he is the marketing guru at Jackson Kayak. Let's see, there's something else. Oh, I almost forgot. He's a world champion. World champion, welcome, welcome to the podcast, the one, the only legend,
2: you know, you're not getting the raise. I know. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> it's like... Thanks, boss. you <laughs> <I'm just> say? <saying. laughs> no matter how many accolades you <laughs> give. <laughs> And you, you may have been missed by lightning, but I actually got hit by lightning once. Oh. Believe it or not.
0: That's where the wisdom comes from.
2: Yeah. You would think I was actually a lot smarter than before that, but <laughs> now it's just like half smart.
0: <laughs> so how are you tonight, boss? How are you, James? I'm good. You can you
2: can call me Mr. James. Mr. Sir. <laughs> I know how much you like being called Sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Even my, <laughs> my, my dad wasn't called Sir. <laughs>
0: so... <laughs> Jumping into this thing now, as we mentioned in our titling, you you're a paddler by nature. You you've paddled, been paddling for years. How did you come to the sport of paddling, kayaking? How'd you get here?
2: Um, well, I, like pretty much everybody else, my dad. You know, my dad, uh, my dad was was uh, insanely afraid of water. Due to a, a watching a cow drowning when he was a kid in 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 BC, he, it was like this most traumatic moment of his life. And every time we need we went near water, my brother, my sister, and I just loved it. And, and every time we went near it, he was just like ah. Uh. So he he decided one day he was just going to embrace it. He was just kind of like, all right, well let's go in the water. And we bought a canoe and uh, we went from uh, you know tent trailer camping to tent camping. And uh, and I went from canoeing with my my family to kayaking with my buddy at probably age of 14 um, we were blessed right here on the Ottawa River we've got the classic uh, whitewater river here uh, so at 14 I took my first lessons and uh, the rest is kind of history I've been kayaking ever since
0: now rumor <clears> has <throat> it rumor has it since you're the legend of the Ottawa Valley that you uh, <laughs> that you used know. to do a little you used to do a little guiding out there and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so how did how did you like end up being a
2: paddle guide
0: i mean this story's this story's bigger than just man
2: yeah no we uh well i mean the opportunity was there Uh, again we have that great river and there's a couple of really uh, three or four really good rafting companies there and, uh, I decided I, I wanted to do something more irresponsible than the average child. So, uh, uh, being on your own at 18 years old and working for a rafting company is, uh, is exciting, you know? So I, I, I uh, remember the, actually my, I was actually applying to be the, the safety boater and, uh, I had this big long kayak and I went into the I've never paddled on on that part of the Ottawa River at that high water and I went into this massive wave and this kayak was blown right off my legs and uh, I was hired as a river guide after that I didn't end up being a safety safety boater, so um but four or five years of guiding I I, uh, became the head of their RP program which is a two-day program on the Ottawa and hosted thousands of people down the river one of the funnest jobs I've ever had
0: Now, from Ottawa Valley, you end up going to Chile to do a little to do a little guiding as well.
2: Yeah, so life life. uh, uh, Life got interesting, so I made my way through university, both guiding in the summer and working restaurants in the winter. Um, I got went off to University of Waterloo, then Ottawa, U. after that Uh, graduated with a degree in communications. And I kind of that whole phase was I, I got to kayak when I can kayak. You know, and, and and guide when I can guide. It, it started going towards being a weekend warrior uh, up on the Ottawa, and then I stopped. Um, then I got full into, um, I got full full time into growing a company um, in in Montreal. Actually, I, I followed a girl. <laughs> there you go. So uh, beautiful French girl, Natalie. We're 31 years married uh, tomorrow. By the way. Now, Congratulations. As I like to say, that tomorrow represents the end of 31 years of happy marriage. <laughs> Wait, I said that wrong. Anyway, so. Uh, You're in the we, barn, right? I'm in the barn. This is the barn. It's the biggest doghouse you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. uh, 20, by, 20 by 40 of pure doghouse. Uh, guitars here, and all my fishing gear over there, and a sofa. Yeah, perfect. You see the big screen, <laughs> it, it all works. Um, uh, so uh, I, my world kind of split. I kept in touch with uh, kayaking for sure, just more of as a hobby. But then I got right into modern digital marketing. And that was uh, back to you remember the CD-ROM days? You probably don't remember the CD-ROM. Both of you, like you were just born when CD-ROM came out. Probably <laughs> I hate you both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I got right into multimedia. And by the time I was kind of getting disinterested, actually, <laughs> in what I was doing, uh, I'd gone through two acquisitions and I was now in a big web firm, which was about to be acquired. And I kind of, that's when the dot com era started. And my first dot com website ever created was a, a website called ruchicken.com. And uh, my logo was a, a a river chicken. This is a, a chicken that actually swims rivers. It's, it's from their south from South Carolina. They actually they call it South Carolina Carolina river chicken. It's kind of a funny story. Anyways, or North Carolina, one of the Carolinas. It's, they get rivers, <laughs> chickens on them. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this was an extreme sporting site. Uh, I, I befriended uh, EJ at the time because uh, EJ came up to the Ottawa all the time. And uh, Ken Whiting is a good friend of mine for since the, the early 90s. And we, uh, Ken and I and a couple others started a kayak school called Liquid Skills up on the Ottawa River. And uh, Liquid Skills was uh, a way for us to employ a whole bunch of really cool people. Um, I stretched my own legs doing my own marketing versus someone else's marketing. So I did the marketing with Ken. Um, and then for the winter to keep our, our, our staff employed, we, uh, worked out a deal with a farmer in the, uh, the Futaleufu valley in Chile, uh, which is the gates of Patagonia, uh, most beautiful place in the world. Um, and, uh, uh for about. Five years we ran both Liquid Skittles and Kayak Fu, um otherwise known as Kayak Fu, um, on the, on the, on the Fuda river. Yeah. So
0: I gotta ask, where? How did the name Liquid Skittles come to be?
2: Liquid Skittles? No, it's Liquid yes. Skills. <laughs> Liquid <laughs> Skills.
0: Liquid yeah. skills. Oh, I thought you were saying, Skittles.
2: <laughs> that would have come from another story, which I can't repeat right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, liquid skills, I, I think it was actually named before I joined the ranks. They, it was kind of an early beginning to liquid skills, and I think that was uh, uh, someone else came up with it. I thought it was brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Skills in the water. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like still, it. still here today. Joey Hitchens runs it uh, up on the auto. It's still a great kayak school.
0: Jason Cassidy, our one of our viewers cool. says Skittles would have been way cooler. It
2: would have been way cooler,
1: <laughs> but you know, i be teaching people and probably a
2: different be, company. But I'd be teaching people how to do different things. But okay, yeah, you know, you know.
0: So you're paddling clear. obviously jumping ahead here in the questions, and we'll go back to a couple. You got to paddle with Ken. You got to paddle with EJ, and and I'm sure many others. Who is somebody that you? Just sat back as a paddler, watching these guys and looked at in the day and went,
2: "Wow, that was a few of them." And and it's really, it's one of those moments. It's a good question. That's a this is a whitewater question for sure. And and uh, because I I wasn't really into fishing back then. I was fishing, but I wasn't. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But in the whitewater world, I gotta say it was kind of. It was kind of tragic. There's two paddlers, uh, one Kevin Verrett, who is partners at Liquid Skills, and the other one was was Tyler Curtis. And Tyler went on to be part of it. Well, both of them were on the Canadian team, but both of them were so incredible and so powerful on the water that it was almost too bad com- competitive-wise that they're in the same generation as Eric Jackson and Ken Whiting. It's one of those things that, like, if there was no Eric Jackson and Ken Whiting, those two guys would win everything. <laughs> but it's like the you know the old, ti- the, the old tiger you know when tiger woods came up no one could beat him he just showed up at tournaments and he won all the tournaments it's just because one of those things you're like wow well, right i wish i was born before tiger woods is i would have been like the number one person in the pga kind of thing that's <laughs> that was kevin and tyler but both of those uh, uh both of them worked with us at liquid skills uh kevin with clients is probably one of the best instructors I've ever seen, um, such patience and Tyler still doing it. He's a, he's a guide, uh, um, now working avalanche safety, uh, in Europe and stuff like that in the winter comes back here in the summer and still does it lives life. And those guys are the most incredible paddlers I've ever seen.
0: So what what does the oh. average day in a in a whitewater guide look like? Kind of, a, I mean, I understand what a fishing guide is, but you have to teach the novice me and Zach what, what a <laughs> yeah. whitewater guide would do. So I don't I'm, even know that we qualify as novice.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so we are talking about the Ottawa River, which is is probably one of the uh, the safest big water rivers in the world. It really you, you swim every rapid, so. You know, the, the biggest consequence is, is falling off the deck at night because your your crew gave, bought you too many drinks, you know. Uh, so there was a, it was a lifestyle job. Let's just say, you know, on the water, you were a showman. You know, you did a few things to work hard, make sure people were getting there nice and safe. You know, the other big injury on in all seriousness is mostly on the rafts, you know, paddles flying up and whacking people in the face, giving them the upside down smiles on the forehead and. Um, you know, we've dislocated shoulders and stuff like that, uh grabbing people as they float over your shoulder into the into the wave behind you. Uh things like that happen, but uh it was a pretty once you got used to the river and once the river settled in midsummer, it was a pretty easy job on the Ottawa. Now your real river guide, you know, the Colorado River Guides and the, the, the Yakaganey guides those guys really work <laughs> they could. we didn't work it was it was <laughs> not, a, not a it was fun it was demanding sometimes you did two trips five hours in the in the heat of the day and you're entertaining I don't know if you've entertained you know two thousand people before in your life going down a river every day it's it by the end of the summer you're just telling everybody off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it was definitely a fun lifestyle. And it was, it's, uh, I go back once, or, once, or, once or twice a year to just raft with the family. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish I was wearing those sandals and that cool jacket and being the center of attention. I'm never the center of attention anymore. So there's that. So. <laughs> you have a lot of good ideas.
0: You have a lot of good ideas. Right. Um, so segue into that, talking about the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been you've, you have done the Grand Canyon. I have. So let's uh, let's kind of get into that experience. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that get to take that tour. You have to apply. You have to be Mm -hmm. accepted. Um, What what is it like being immersed in the canyon and and taking that trip? Uh,
2: I remember the first thing. I experienced after getting out of the Grand Canyon, which answers your question, and it's culture shock. We, we we after 21 days in the grand canyon with no electricity you know you're you're right there in front of me. everybody smells the same you're you know you're 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 just on the river there's there's no cell access from the the first day on uh nothing and then you arrive in las vegas oh wow yeah that's the thing <laughs> yeah that's like oh my uh, god you know we're I, I remember every every time you get to a new camp you got to find the, the groover place that's where the the ammo can is that that uh welcomes everybody's waste in the morning okay it depends yeah. if you're a morning waster or a evening waster <laughs> it depends on your timing but that's you know it's the only it goes on the only raft that gets heavier during the trip because you got to take everything out so but uh yeah you're looking for a groover spot which is hidden there's you know li- logical spots in and around the camp that out of everybody's way. And when I walked into the hotel in Las Vegas, I was looking for the Groover. I'm like, Oh, let's put it over there by that uh, fake palm tree by the waterfall. But uh, no, the Grand Canyon was uh, completely unplugged. So first of all, the, the guy who organized the trip is the, the, the owner of Jackson Kayak, Tony lunch, uh, his family goes down every second year. Um, and that year I was invited to go with my wife and uh, I got to kayak ever uh, rapid uh, I did miss one because of a back injury, but uh, it is the most intimidating kayaking run I've ever done. It's you know uh, the Futaleufu River is pretty big. That one is just big as well, and sandy, dark waters, and it's beautiful. It's, there's a reason why when you you Google best adventure trip in the world, you, that is always number one on everybody's bucket list. It's it's absolutely spectacular, very achievable. You can actually pay a few grand and go. Uh, it's it's worth the, the money you would pay to go. To a resort for
1: sure yeah um, i can only imagine the the views and you know that canyon are just they gotta be awesome the colors and-
2: yeah you know it's it's uh i would say it's 30 river and uh what 37 70 uh hiking you know you're you're always going up some i'm afraid of heights by the way i'm afraid of two things my wife and heights uh <laughs> and uh uh There's some scary scary hikes that you do, but when you get to the top, you're like, huh, that was kind of worth it. And then, of course, you have to go down again. But, yeah, no beautiful. Like a uh, highlight of my life, for sure.
0: Very nice. Very nice. So, with that, you kind of... You've had these adventures, and and you find your way to where we're at now, Jackson Kayak. How did... um, how did that transpire, or what sparked your move to end up working hand in hand in the paddle industry?
2: Um, so, kind of, kind of the combination. I was moving towards before, you know, my my experience in in the IT world uh, netted me some really interesting projects. Uh, we were bought by a company called Compuware, who actually the same company owns the Carolina Hurricanes, the same guy, and. Uh, I did a lot of work marketing in the sports world. So I did the Montreal Canadiens first website, did the Carolina Hurricanes first website, and I did about USA hockey. So I started working in the sports realm. Um, then I got kind of brought into this highly political, uh, I would call it corporate America environment that I didn't like at all. And at the same time, Liquid Skills was going really well in the Ottawa. I had, I had started that two years earlier and, um, and I, just at one point I, I was standing there on the 52nd floor of Place Ville-Marie in Montreal and I was looking at the hordes leaving my building and I'm like, yep, gotta go. So uh, I, I quit, arguably one of the best jobs I'll ever have, um, money-wise, of course. Uh, uh, and um, I started working at Liquid Skills and then shortly after I, I started my own firm in, in, in Almont. We moved from Montreal and got to a small town in Ontario. And uh, started an mostly serving outdoor um, manufacturers
1: uh,
2: and, and in individuals, athletes too, uh, online and marketing. That's when BJ kind of came full circle and he had started Jackson and, and brought me aboard.
0: Very cool. Now, now since you've been at Jackson Kayak, which is how many years now? Um,
2: I think I got my 15 year chip soon.
0: Pretty close. Well, congratulations on that. That's uh, yeah. Well, that's a mi- milestone for sure. That is just definitely a milestone, and that just shows you know that uh, we've still got a lot of good people with us at Jackson Kayak that's been here for a really long time since the beginning. Yep. yep. Um, Most of us are still here, yeah. <clears throat> so we've uh, you've you've been working at Jackson Kayak. Where did the transition from whitewater paddling? How did it lean you into this fishing world? I mean, this uh, is different.
2: The, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've been so at the same time. My mom's from Newfoundland, um, and so every every summer I fished, and fishing was a thing. And uh, uh, if you're from the Ottawa Valley, uh, you get you get exposed to musky. So there's that. So I started uh, fishing for musky out of of tinnies, and uh, your your john boats are our tinnies, by the way. So um, and I think around, I think it was the the, uh, the Jackson Riviera was my first, and it wasn't even, I think it wilderness tours, the rafting company that I went to had one just sitting there and I took it out one day from their beach and I fished out of it. And, uh, then the next day I ran the middle channel in it, <laughs> uh, the there's no scuppers in that boat. So there was kind of a thing. Um, and that's kind of, that was my first trip. I think uh, kayak fishing was, uh, was down the Ottawa and a Riviera.
0: Now fishing, fishing kayaks and, and that whole genre, um, Nathan at canoe Kentucky, when we had him on a few weeks ago, he was talking about the importance of the paddling skills and, Mm -hmm. and some of that to correspond with the fishing boats. And, you know, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like, you know, a lot of, a lot of kayak anglers could use, uh, some of that knowledge? What would be some of the tips that you'd give them?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, it's weird. At the beginning of kayak fishing, there was a lot more uh, boats that, that, you know, followed along the lines design wise of traditional kayaks. You look at all the old ocean kayaks and uh, I mean, they were all touring kayaks. You know, you, you did the outside lean to turn, you had a paddle in your hand and you're, you had to worry about performing on the water, <clears throat> um, dealing with, dealing with a lot of stuff um, uh, that kayakers have to have to work with and then uh then it kind of blew up you know the the pedal drives came the boats got a lot wider um and then the kayaking styles changed you know you're pedaling and when you don't have an active blade in the water that that creates things for me anyway i mean I, i I find it hard pedaling. By the way, I, I have to have a blade in the water because if there's a reactionary wave coming over my 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 hull, I, I need to have. That's what you do as a whitewater boater. You can't go down the river like this. Go wee. <laughs> it, it, it's just not a good idea, you know. So that was a big hurdle for me. I had to get used to the fact that these boats are so stable that they can get hit by. You, you'll fall out of most boats nowadays before the boat will flip. It's just a thing, you know. And uh, uh, when kayak fishing first started your boat's going to flip, you know? Um, and we started designing boats with secondary stability, boats were, were bleeding the water underneath the boat. So that when you boats that punch waves versus, you know, uh, go through waves and all sorts of stuff that kind of evolved. So the, the it's almost like the boat manufacturers have designed around the challenges of water, um, if you will. Um, but I, you know, that's for me that my favorite boat will always be a paddling boat. I'm paddling the UPic right now. Cause it's, allows me to do the things that I, that i like to do as a kayaker. And you know, I've got a lot of history doing that, you know, peeling out and running rapids and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, um, whereas I wouldn't want a, a big pedal drive boat doing that. So. And you yeah. actually just
0: recently took a trip. Well, a couple of years ago, took a trip with paddle three, six, five mm-hmm. and, uh, and went down the river in the, in the Yupik. Let's hear about that one.
2: Yeah. So we went, uh, uh ken you know we're in the midst of covid and and uh you know the nobody who's filming anything could get anywhere you know we couldn't they couldn't travel internationally so uh so ken whiting is just 45 minutes away and runs heliconia press who does the chad hoover show the jim Seaman show and now uh jameson's show as well as emily's and uh he he, he has a own show called facing waves and they were just like we can't do anything. So we might as well just hang out together. You know, we took the COVID tests and hopped in a truck together and went up to, uh, it's not too far from here. It's about three hour drive to the put in. And there's a really great classic four day, uh, multi-day trip. That's usually a canoe trip. Um, and uh, we shocked the crap out of a lot of canoeists watching us run the rapids that they usually walk which was kind of fun it's always fun to show off that way but yeah i, I load that we, we had a raft with us so we can bring the comfy stuff like beer um but uh yeah i was that was a great trip uh we have we're again blessed with so much water up here and that's that's a classic river for sure and it has muskie Oh no, there you go. He keeps rubbing that in because he <laughs> knows we haven't caught one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he knows.
2: Neither has Jameson Reddings. I just wanted to say that out loud on,
0: <laughs> on public. Um this is kind of like Wayne's world. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. what me and Zach are. It's like what was it? Public <laughs> access. Uh gosh, what was it? I can't I'm remember. On a blank. Yeah. But yeah, it's that's how this is that. It, everything just goes dark after we leave. Sure. Um, Jean Wilson, out there in the land of Facebook, she says, uh, fif- she says fifteen years. You should get at least a week off a year now.
2: I uh, fish camps next week. Fish fish camp there you go. Next yep. week, I'm going up for walleye and massive pike. Yeah, so, buddy.
0: so it's you're going to leave this whole thing to me to hold it down while you're. Going. Yes, that's what I'm gonna do. You should be really worried. I haven't
2: thought this through.
0: Where's Will? Is Will back in there somewhere? Where's Will Smoldering ashes when he returns.
2: <laughs> uh, I've got a great and, um This is this is my this is the one trip a year that I've never. I have literally moved entire va- family vacations that I accidentally booked at Fish Camp Week. Like forty <laughs> phone call vacations. Or, you know, one one was a camping tour across BC, and I'm like, "Oh God, that's fish camp week," and I literally cancelled family visits, everything. It's a thing, fish camp. Yep.
0: So, so let's hear a story from the fish camp. Give us, give us a fish camp tall tale right now on the spot. Give us one. Let's go.
2: I don't think I can legally do that. <laughs> oh, I can legally do that. Well, uh, cool. you guys are. This is the
0: Orion about- oh, podcast. It, it
2: can happen. <laughs> Uh, uh, I guess the, 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 to go back to the beginning of the show, you're the big storm. So we don't, we are actually starting to get tornadoes up here. We have, we never used to, uh, our, our usually our most dangerous storms up here are, what do they call them? Not wind shears, um, microbursts. So same kind of deal, but more instant, you know, that pressure just, blows down and knocks trees down in a big wide swath, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. They're scary as all crap. And uh, yeah. we had we had a moment up at fish camp where we were sitting at the dock. Uh, actually, I'm telling it like I was there. I, I don't think I was actually there that year. But anyways, uh, Ken tells the story. Uh, they are sitting at the dock and they had a, a float plane uh, that Brendan's dad so Brendan's one of the the owners at Heliconia as well and an old whitewater boater he was really good too actually he's silver world champion too squirt boating anyways um this wind shear came in and uh hit the dock hit the hit the plane and the plane started rising because it flies when there's like a lot of wind underneath <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> there's wind, it starts to fly so uh, you know they're they all jumped of course Stupidly ran down to the dock, jumped into the water, and held on to the, the lines holding the plane down. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> so the, sure went by. So that's, yeah, the rest of the fish camp stories I can't really, can't really. No,
0: no, no! Don't. My, what <laughs> happens in fish camp stays in fish
2: camp. You guys know the rule.
0: I know. The rule. Oh we yeah, know, we will know the yeah. rules. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get out of fish camp. We're we're gonna move on. Let's move into another special place. You've been, you've been kayaking, fishing kayaking now for a while but there's there's more to this fishing kayak story i mean not only are you an achieved whitewater paddler
2: but but you're you're kind of something of a, of a world champion uh well let me correct you on the achieved whitewater kayaking i'll give you i'll give you an example so you mentioned a few names earlier you have ken whiting you have eric jackson there's Brendan Mark, world champion, Kevin Verrett, who I mentioned, Tyler Curtis, who I've mentioned, Chad Hitchens, Joey Hitchens, and all these guys I used to go paddling with. That's the good news. The bad news is I used to go paddling with all those guys. Now, <laughs> you imagine a wave with a lineup behind the wave for people to get on the wave and do all their fancy moves, right? These guys will get on the wave, and they'd be on there for five minutes doing their little flips. You've all seen them. They do little oh, yeah. flips and the spins and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I wait for the – three or four hours until all my five friends got off the wave. And then it was my turn to get on the wave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but nobody that ever is, seen it. Cause they were already gone. <laughs>
2: that, that, that is as accomplished of, you know, I could do the rivers and I enjoyed doing the rivers. I never, I certainly never pushed any limits in, in, in whitewater kayaking. I was just, uh, let's be honest. I was a pretty face and a good marketing guy. So I <laughs> was like, I was like, yeah, that was, that was my role. I, those those guys were the legendary paddlers for sure. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, world championships. We use what are these called? Parentheses. Uh, the first. Uh, the when first, we first-
0: one happened in Panama, right?
2: No, nope. the first one was in, um, it was, that was the fun one. I, I really enjoyed that. I changed my musky fishing forever. We had, uh, sponsored a local Tennessee event. It just happened to be the inaugural world, um, fly fishing muskie championships. So, um, I used to fly fish when I was a kid. I hadn't in a while and I took my five weight fly line, fly rod and line. And I got, uh, these guys, the Vermont fly guys to tie me a, literally a bag of, of flies and, uh, went to this event, which was on the, um, all the, all the tributaries to the Caney Fork down by the factory. And, um, you know, I called them fluff chuckers probably shouldn't have, but I did. And, you know, they're all, they had the, the dories and the, the some of them had these custom bass, bass boats where they had the, you know, the guy pulling them around and stuff like that. And, and I was like, watching them all peel out of the parking lot and going to where they were going and nobody was going to the rivers. And it was May and and you know, muskie that's where they go in the spring. (laughs) So that's where I went. I floated the Collins River, I think. Either the Collins is a Calf Killer, I can't remember. And I was with Jace, who was one of the, who I think was actually the first Jackson employee and he was kind of hanging out with me that day. And um, I caught a couple of fish and nobody else did. So there's that. (laughs) um so that was fun and then los busos was the second one and that was kind of uh their own little they called it a world championships but it was just basically 12 dudes from around the world having fun fishing for a week and we had an absolute blast and uh um morris at los busos and a few sponsors put up some money for it so (laughs) i got to hold a hold a check and uh but that was that was just unadulterated fun fun you know that's such a great fisheries there and and so to make it, you know, we didn't. None of us were really, really serious about the tournament, and we just went out and had a blast. And you know, every, my highlight—it wasn't the fishing. My highlight was standing in the back of a pickup truck and truck singing uh, the proclaim proclaimer songs with these Australian guys. <laughs> you now we'll was, was, walk five hundred miles, and I will walk five hundred more. Hey, you catch a fish today? I don't care. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so uh, yeah, all these things—kind are <laughs> now, all kind of stuff. It's all,
0: it's all fun. When you talk about Lost Boosa, you've been to Chile, you've been to the Grand Canyon, man. What's left? Mm-hmm. What's what's uh, what's the James McBee bucket list destination? Is it a paddle trip? Is it a fishing um, trip? What's it look
2: like? Or one of each? I'm I'm getting beat up on the whole whitewater kayaking thing, but uh, I do have a couple. I wouldn't mind going back to the Fudo River. Um, there's a couple of uh, that's just the experience thing. But I, I I'm going to Alaska this year. I get to my wife's. Um, my wife and I are, are are booked on the boat company, um, which is a friend. A, teammate uh always a teammate once a teammate always a teammate uh, hunter uh who uh, runs the boat company and it's a nonprofit. they're on a 24 person passenger old uh mine and it goes from oh, cool. uh, sitka through to Juneau, uh and okay. it pops into the bays and you you know jig for a halibut you go you, you you do some hikes and do some fly fishing so that's both on my and my wife's bucket list. So we kind of have shared bucket lists and travel. Um, We want to do more of Europe and uh, um, my wife wants to see Machu Picchu. Um, I'm more interested in the Inca trail to get there. But uh, uh, so there's lots of places like that. Fishing wise, uh, there's a few Argentina, Brazil. Um, uh, Even though it scares the crap out of me, EJ tells me stories about the Zambezi and those big, huge, toothy creatures that they get there and you have to run away from the crocodiles to get away from get the fish onto the shore and stuff like that, that can, they,
0: chris funk just volunteered to go on that trip with you yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and and honestly it's it's right up chris's alley and that's why i want to go to the okie Film. okay i had to turn him down again this this year i thought i did too i'm uh, so mad. disappointed uh but, uh so you know i i don't mind the toothy creatures that look at me and uh i know they're not gonna i'm just not that tasty Really. But uh, any, anything that goes thump a little bit for me to get there is something I like to do.
1: Um, Alaska will be super cool. We went up there a few years ago and and did Anchorage and then drove over to Seward and or kind of around the Bay Area there yeah. and, and stayed out on Orca Island and in the, in nice. the yurts and. You know, kayaked yeah. with the, the porpoises and the seals and stuff. So that was that was pretty awesome out there.
2: It doesn't Can't seem like they back. have purpose. Doesn't seem like they have purpose. Oh, it's porpoise. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Skittles, <laughs> skittles.
2: <laughs> Chad, Chad gets this every day, every single did, day. Did it? we mention <laughs> that
0: we are from Indiana?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Very skittles. soon, i got to start imitating yeah. your your accent. I do that. Uh, I went to Scotland <laughs> once, and my honeymoon, and because uh, I'm a Macbeth, by the way. Uh, um, so uh, I am related to King Macbeth. It's true. Very true story. And uh, uh, he he took over so many different clans out there in a very violent fashion that the guy who's reading our clan story told us to avoid contact with anybody.
0: Uh, but
2: in, in Scotland, I started imitating their accents and it didn't turn out very well. for me.
0: Jason Cassidy wants to know what accents. We don't have accents here in India. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure I sound like this, eh? Whoa, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a real oh, Canadian accent, yeah. watch Kids in the Hall. They just came out with a new, a new series. It's so I got to
0: ask, you know, like when I've hung around in New York City with my New York colleagues from work, you know, when they get, they may talk like the rest of us at a period of time, but when they get wound up, it comes mm-hmm. out. Is that the same thing <laughs> with the Canadian accent? When you all get wound up, does it, I uh, mean, do the,
2: we don't we don't notice it, but for Newfoundlanders do. My mom's from Newfoundland, and you know when when we just talk, and she's not wound up. But when she's with family, especially, she's just you don't understand a word she said. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, kind of a bastardized Irish accent, I would say. And you know, they got away with the words, and they're all tons of one-liners. It's pretty funny there.
1: <laughs> I got some friends that run a guide service up in Alberta, and it's they're, they're always fun to chat with when they're at yep. ATA. <laughs>
0: There go. <laughs> oh man, we'll have to get into the ATA story here soon, but <laughs> what,
2: What's with the porn music? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched the podcast yeah.
0: <laughs> It's that time. It's
2: making me feel generally. all weird. <laughs> <laughs> you should feel weird. Yep, at you. least I'm not the only one this time.
0: It's time for that special, special.
2: Did we lose Chad? He just froze. That's awesome.
1: He did freeze. That's hilarious. There we so,
0: he, he's, he's never the one at-
2: that has issues.
0: I'm hilarious.
2: Is. I was waiting for I'm you to com- complete his sentence. I don't even know where he's at.
0: Five questions with James. Uh, Tonight. We have special questions oh. from the Jackson Kayak marketing team. <laughs> First off, Jameson Reddy would like to know why is it never a good idea to go live at an iCast party on social media? <laughs>
2: it's it's always a good idea to do that if you didn't have four or five handles of jack daniels um with jameson ironically Um, and when you do go live you need to make sure that it's not the actual brand's website and instead of their team group that's never (laughs) a good idea Uh, so there's a lot of bad ideas in in, iCast. is like a series of bad ideas uh usually ends up in with welts on my forehead. and That's a one-wheel accident story. <laughs> I blame Jameson on that.
0: Question number two come to you live tonight from the Jackson Kayak marketing team. Nick Troutman. How did the in- name Indiana James come to be?
2: Uh, trip to Mexico. And uh, we were standing on an, under an orange tree in the... Uh, all right, one of our guys who was driving us around, I, I picked an orange and I'm like, because oranges aren't orange on trees. We don't have orange trees up here, by the way, just so you know. So, but, so they're <laughs> actually green, more like look like big brown limes, right? So I picked up I'm like, what is this? And the guy was, Aranga. I'm like, oh, and I, I literally broke it. Like, a, like I said, I started eating it and I'm like, oh, tastes like orange. <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> And Nick was filming, or either he was filming or he made me reenact the whole thing. And uh, I claimed the moniker Indiana James. uh, I did five skits, I think, that's true.
0: Question number three tonight, live from Jackson Kayak Marketing Team Emily Jackson, I would like to know do you have your own action figure doll, or when can you (laughs) expect there to be one?
2: (laughs) I do. (laughs) it's not here like if i was prepared i'd have it with me but i i found a i found an old ken doll i think and i it had black hair so i chopped it and i even have it's got like i shaved the head so it's like got my hairline and i put a little goat <laughs> it, it had a goatee already it had a beard actually uh, and i shaved the goatee and it's it's got a neon green jumpsuit it's pretty awesome <laughs> the arm dangles now so-
0: yeah. Question, number question number five. Question number five. Come to you live tonight from the Jackson Kaik marketing team. Will Richardson.
2: Don't like him. Never liked him.
0: Is he there? <laughs> I feel like he I should be know. there.
2: He's usually there, but no, he's
0: not. <laughs> what is your biggest tip for success in the outdoor industry?
2: That was a serious question. I thought it'd be a lot funnier from him. Uh, biggest tip is easy. It's not how well you do, it's how good you look. So <laughs> I have to do really well. <laughs> He's going to be really disappointed in your answer. <laughs> uh, a, don't work for me.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask my question, but we've got like this question four times already tonight. The world would like to know. Yeah. What beer are you drinking tonight?
2: I have... It's called Cracked Canoe by Moosehead. There we go. Check that out. You really can't get much more Canadian than that, eh? Hey.
0: (laughs) I know you guys have it. The madness. Cherry, cherry. Five questions. James. (sighs) Oh. You feel better? That get it gets weird, don't it? Yeah. He's probably a little more comfortable this is, now. That the music's I'm, really, gone.
2: I'm really well. I, I are you more of...
0: comfortable or less comfortable? <laughs> I'm more comfortable. I'm relaxed. It's kind of like that awkward silence after.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed in Will's question. I thought it'd be like he knows so much about me. There's like so many things. Was there another answer he was expecting? Well, you know, I'm not
0: dodge. You've done very well in in your life of hiding from Google. So congratulations on that. Hiding. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Will is Will was my Google this week. I had to dig. I had to dig a little deeper. You're mm-hmm. probably going. I don't know how you knew these things, but I had to dig a little deeper. So I I consulted my peers, and that's how I Googled you this week. So I came up with my questions.
2: There was a. It was the. Uh, Urban Dictionary used to have the, a, a definition of James Macbeth. And I can't say any of those words on TV. <laughs> it was like, he is a bleep bleep and a bleep 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 and a Scottish bleep 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 bleep. bleep. Like, Something's really angry. I think they're talking about another James Macbeth.
0: Yeah. No, no, it, it's all good. Jean says she wants one of those crack candy beer cans. Ooh. Done. He'll send it to you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Five questions so long. Come on. Let's see. What else we got from the fans? Let's let's go back and... Eh, dun, 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 dun. Eron Dodds says he has a lot of respect for... Uh, he did a whitewater lesson for half a day, and, mm-hmm. and it's uh, much harder than it looks.
2: Yep. He was with Matt Hamilton. Matt's on the Piranha team, and he's... He's a legendary paddler up here. That guy's been teaching and guiding and doing everything. He's a paramedic. And, yep.
0: Iran yeah, also, also would like to know where Indiana's at. You don't want to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> word above Tennessee and above Kentucky. Yep. Straight line. Pretty
2: much.
0: Pretty much. Just south of Michigan. Just south of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Just north of Kentucky.
2: Does that mean you guys have muskie, too? Mm, Just in a few
0: places, actually.
2: Yeah. Um, Does it go up north to Michigan and then Wisconsin? Wisconsin.
0: (laughs) No. So we actually have have a lake, ironically called Bass Lake, that um, has giant muskie. And my first trip, I actually hooked a muskie in the first five minutes and lost it at the boat.
2: They do that. Yeah. You know what you do? That was my tip. That was my tip of the day. Don't Don't do that. Don't, don't
0: do, do that. that. Have you ever lost <laughs> a
2: fish? Yes, I've lost it sucks. Them. Don't it. <laughs> four of them. <laughs> four of them. yeah, I've lost plenty of fish, mostly so, because of the gear. Now you've you've got
0: to travel around and, and catch some really cool species, um, mm-hmm. especially down at Lost booza and, and some other places, and obviously musky, which Zach and I haven't caught. Um, not yet. Not yet. Or, Come on up what uh what's the hardest what's the fish that possesses you to say man i want to catch another one of those
2: um what's the one the one that got away was a big halibut and it wasn't that they don't fight they just tug and it it was i i didn't even see white so i couldn't tell you how big it was but a high stick broke like the thickest ocean jigging rod in the world in half with this fish, <laughs> wow! And, yeah, it, and it just and uh, it was fifty percent high high stick and fifty percent just that one. You could tell it just went woo, to go down, and it because it it could, and then my whole rod just went. Huh, and I, you know, with these pipes, I can hold on to the thing. That was the problem. I should have let the rod go with it, but I, bonehead, moved and I lost it. So I, I won another run at the halibut. The um, I've only caught a few smaller being spoiled now, but a few smaller rooster fish. I want to catch one of the big, big 50 inches, those things So I watch a few people fight those. And I'm like, mm, that'd be kind of fun. They just go, you're just gone. And then of course the big fish, I haven't caught anything in the sail or the, the, uh, um, any of those fish, the big ones.
0: That's so, next. <clears throat> As we're, as we're winding down here, there is, um, there's some topics that we should probably discuss, and I think Ben, that we have you here from the marketing team, and uh, having been with Jackson Kayak for so many years, fifteen to be example, you know, let's um, let's dive into some of the fun stuff. Let's talk about this new boat and some of the things that uh, you've been in the new. NarFD. you've had it we've been talking about panama you've been out in panama let's uh let's get the james take McTake uh, on this the, new the good looking boat good looking boat
2: yeah so i i, I mentioned earlier so uh, every trip to los Bustos had me in a in a kraken because <clears throat> that's for me you're in surf you're busting through things i like to do it i like to do it with my arms um i did i was on the kusa we have two we have five kusa fds there um three right now with the drives by the way the new drives and more to come uh the, both nars are there um so i got under the nar i was on the kusa fd before and it was just you know that was my first pedaling experience and i didn't I didn't like that. I always had to think about the, the pedaling and uh, the NAR uh, designed by Tony Lee doesn't, isn't just accommodating a pedal drive. It's accommodating the ocean. <clears throat> and that's where the big difference was. You know, the KUSA FD is great in the ocean, mostly because the FD has that dagger board that goes down and it keeps you super stable. I don't know if anybody's really noticed it, uh, but that's the, the one thing that, I don't think we actually market well enough. Is that the fact that our our, we have a dagger board that goes down two feet into the water that makes it near impossible for that boat to flip in the ocean, any FD for that matter? It just that's just the nature of it. So um, I went out there with the with the NAR, and um, you know I got to surf in. I paddled a lot actually when I was there, so it paddles really well. Paddles better than the big rig. I haven't paddled the take two, so I'm not sure how that compares, but it's the same style of hull design. But, uh, um, but out there, you know, usually when you're in a boat, you're dealing with space. No, I wasn't dealing with space. I had so much space. It wasn't funny to put my, everything's bigger, you know, like your wheels are bigger. Your you know, I had these jigs, these lighthouse lure jigs that weighed 24 ounces, you know, and they're, that big wow. that you're dropping down. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to get down 300 feet in four seconds, that, that'll do it. And, uh, yeah. you know, but that takes up a lot of space. So, for me, it was just the whole organization of the boat um, made a big difference. Uh, you know, where, where part of me wanted to be back on the Kraken and paddling, the other part of me realizing how much space, how much room I had, I could move stuff over and bring, you know, a, a Kubera snapper onto my, my lap. You know, and not worried that you know man the, the ray marines right there and the yak attack this is here and yak attack that's there it was everything was out of the way i had a i had a even though i had the boat loaded i had a blank canvas in front of me to, to deal with fish and, and out there that's a big deal um so that was my Nara experience for sure
0: so <clears throat> obviously we've had uh, we've had a few tea changes. i know this is oh We've got a special request for the end of this podcast tonight. Clay Grace, you just hang in there, buddy. We're we're going to accommodate that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: I, I'm, hey, here, I'm here for that. Andrew. That's not mine. That's not mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going down. So we've had, you know, there's – and this is the perfect uh, place to talk about this. We've talked about changes at Jackson Kayak. You've been there for 15 years, but you've also been instrumental in uh, – some of the kids, as you like to call us, um, coming up through the ranks. Let's let's hear a little bit more about the Jamesons and the Emilys.
2: Um, well, the as you kind of mentioned earlier, there's not a lot of us that have have uh, <clears throat> changed paths and and you know, or it's been a big part of my my business life. And 15 years is a long time. And uh, Emily grew up in the company. Dane grew up in the company. Um, but the company was a very different structure if you will um i won't get into too many details but the philosophy and the structure behind that philosophy really had decisions being made in in a vacuum and and things like that Uh, when new management came in we were given the opportunity to make the decisions we've always wanted to make and and uh um with the you know the the business strength the, the strengths that these guys had we didn't have to worry about the company surviving in the background, what we had to worry about was going out there, paddling, understanding what we think everybody needs out there and then working with team members that can take that from the water and and turn it into a kayak. And uh, to do that, uh, I felt we needed two brand managers. um, And uh, so I hired Jameson. Well, basically gave Jameson and Emily Jackson a a nice little uh, kind of promotion uh, as to brand managers. And they, they, they took a lot of that under their wing, you know, so now they, they, their jobs are to not only take the feedback, but you know, the, the cool thing about having a team in every waterway is you have a team in every waterway, you have eyes and ears everywhere. And if you look at a lot of companies out there, they don't necessarily, those eyes and ears are there for promotion our eyes and ears are there, I would say 50% to promote, but the other 50% is to understand, you know, um, mm-hmm. we're we're not going to make decisions like the NAR and all of the, our other boats. And we have five years of boats, by the way, um, in a vacuum. And every boat has a team now. So we have, we had the big water team, the ocean guys and the tournament guys that turned this boat into what it is. And for the first time, I think uh, in a, in a lot of companies' histories in our industry, uh, we were able to do that. Um, it could have gone either way. This is a complete risk on, a, on our, on my side, really. <laughs> you, know, you put a lot of voices in the, in, in the room, but the good news is I, I think we, we've had, the, and Chad knows some of the team members we use for the, the, you know, the, the, the NAR, for example, most of them have been around Jackson for a long time. And yep. they're they're over the politics, and they're over. This is not who they are. They're there to go fishing and understand what fishing is, what's needed to, to do the fishing that they do. And they had a voice. And uh, right. for me, that was absolutely the coolest thing about all these all this change. Uh, we're now able to to soar in this this boat, and the next boat, and the next boat. The FD, all of it is is these guys. And then that just gets messaged. And packaged to an R and D department that's been there since the beginning. You know Tony Lee, Brad Cisco, Nick Heinz. You know the, those guys have been around um, uh, for, for a long time, longer than me, and uh, they get to soar with it. So,
0: well, I think the uh, uh, I think the big wording for that is we've only just begun.
2: Yeah, well, and I mean when
1: you've, got, <laughs> <laughs> when you've got. When you've got when you've got quality athletes and quality teams in place like that, you know, interacting with the consumers and the customers that are actually out there using the product, it's easy to come back and build products that work for you when you're out on adventures and not against you in any way too. And no, absolutely. You know, really, really what folks are looking for. So. Yeah,
2: no, it's been, it's been a, a it's been a, it's been a hard process. Um, I won't lie to you. You know, it's been, it's a tough four years before it started and uh but once we we started making the right decisions and um yeah it's gave a lot of people wings
0: mm-hmm. so oh.
2: that was really serious that was that was the most <laughs> serious we've been
0: that was um you know this podcast, again, is 110% powered by Jackson Kayak. I um, think it right like we
2: pay pay you to say the things that we want you to We don't pay you. The, well, we keep, yeah, we do. <laughs> no way. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Okay. So, as we close this thing out, James, Mr. Clay Grace's request. <laughs> I, just, I, just I just saw Gene's guitar comment and had to laugh. You gotta play us a little guitar, banjo, or something <laughs> as we sign this off. But you, but you have to do it while giving shout-outs.
2: <laughs> oh, I gotta unplug my ears. <laughs> oh god,
1: it should be good. Got a good stable back there hanging on the wall. Yeah,
2: see Les Paul. <sighs> This, this guitar actually might be out of tune so there's that so so you got
0: to give shout outs to all the people that you need to give shout outs to oh boy and then you got to tell the people in your second course in your second course in order to find out more about james <laughs> <laughs> wow. this is new setting the, setting the bar high
2: sorry nick lewis for getting your name wrong <laughs> i say it all the time chad you did really well tonight zach you're just towing the line <laughs> all the people i work with every day the coolest in the world but i'm the coolest ever the legendary j That was your, you gave me that moniker. You gave me that one. I
0: know. I know. Legendary. Well, uh,
2: what was the last thing I had to
0: do? You got to tell the people where they can get more Indiana James.
2: Uh, Well, it's no longer the Indiana James uh, channel. It's the James and Will channel. We're going to do a whole bunch more comedy this year. We were, we were kind of self-inspired by that FD video. And, uh, so we're gonna do uh, a whole bunch of fun stuff with our friend Doyle out here, up here in Canada. Hey, <laughs> maple syrup. Go to Jackson, County. get all your information there. There <laughs> we go. That's the I, go.
0: first time we've ever had anybody
2: sing on the podcast. I'm just learning. Yeah. It's a song called "Murder in the City" by the Abbott Brothers. <laughs> really good one. Nice. All right, Sounds
0: good. We are going to hide you for just a moment, and we're going to sign off with the peoples. And we'll- Hi, everybody, thanks
2: for listening. We'll be right back yeah.
0: with you.
1: Thanks for tolerating your host. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're fired after this is over. A uh, strong possibility. There's a good possibility. We, really, we, we, we took a rest. He with found this out.
0: One. He found out. It's only our moms <laughs> that listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right guys well that has been episode number eight of the orion podcast we truly appreciate y'all listening coming in over to see us tonight um catch us on amazon catch us on podbean and catch us on spotify and mm-hmm. obviously youtube and facebook we yeah. appreciate next it. one uh next one is what uh the 30th was the date on the 30th it is no the 31st. 30, 31st. Yeah. 31st. And big big news for the 31st. Zach will be right sitting there. at that table. We'll so be right here. Throw We're that be button so I can throw yeah. that button in the trash can. It's coming from my button. Um <laughs> that came out wrong. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we thank you for watching. Oh, we'll man. see you on the 31st. We'll have a new guest, or you'll just have us. It's going to be interesting. We may do this whole thing outside, around the fire. We should have a a good guest lined up. Yeah, we got an Orion cooler. We're going to put ice in it for the next episode. Come hang with us. We'll see you.
2: Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Later.